to look at God's Word, we know that we can't understand the Bible in our own strength or with our, our own human wisdom. And so as we, we come to, to study God's Word, let's pray together as we ask for His help. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that through your word you speak to us and you change us by your spirit. You constantly point us to, to your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we, we thank you that not only do we read the Bible, but the Bible reads us and it exposes our sin and our need for a savior. And Lord, tonight as we think about the, the marks of a Christian, what it is to truly follow Jesus, well, we pray that you would help us as we do this together, that we would leave this evening transformed by your word and much clearer in our heads and hearts how you call us to live. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. GCSE Biology, Portadown College in Miss, Mrs. Glynn's class. We walk in, just a normal day in, in college, but on this particular day, as we sat at our desks in biology, we found a little present at our table. A little furry present that was stretched out on, on a white plaque. And on the board, we had a diagram of this furry present and some instructions of what we, were, we had to look for in this particular class. It was time to dissect a rat. Time to cut open my new furry little friend and to see what was inside. And I, I hated doing that. And But even though it was pretty grim, I think someone actually fainted in that class, but even though it was pretty grim, it was actually really interesting to open up this little animal and to see what was inside to see the, how it worked, how it would have lived, how would it, move, it would have moved about. As we dissected the rat, as we opened it up, it really helped us to understand how it was meant to live. In the book of Acts, as the church grows, as Jesus builds his church, we really see that the book of Acts helps us to dissect a Christian, spiritually speaking, of course, not, not physically, spiritually dissecting a Christian. If you were going to open a Christian up, uh, open up a Christian, what would you find? What are the marks of a Christian? I'm guessing here tonight in CE, some of you at least would call yourselves Christians. Some of you profess to follow Jesus. What does that actually mean? Well, as we come to this passage, we see four simple marks of a true Christian. Four simple marks of what it means to truly follow Jesus. Let's look at the first one together. The first mark is that a true Christian submits to God's word. You'll see there in verse 42, this, the early church devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. That simply means that they studied the Bible, they studied the Bible, and they studied the Bible. They longed to be changed by God's Word. Every day they spent time 
in God's Word. They long to be mastered by the Bible. Some of you will, will know that in our house, we have a, a beautiful little dog called Molly. I think I actually spoke about Molly last time I was here. I love speaking about my dog when I get to. But even though we've loved Molly ever since we've had her, she's not always been a well-behaved dog, especially when we first got her. You'll know if you have a pet, you'll know that the first few weeks of having a pet can be pretty tough. They run around the house, they chew all the pairs of socks, they jump on every bed, every sofa, they try to read all the cupboards, and they go to the toilet all over the house. And Molly was no different. Even though we, we love our dog, she needed to be trained in how to live in our house. She needed to be trained and taught how to be a good dog. And, and the same is true for us as Christians. Even though as Christians we're saved by God's grace, we're, we're transformed by Jesus, we still need to be trained in how to live. That's why God has given us his word, the Bible. Being a Christian is not just getting a ticket into heaven. Oh, okay, I've, I've, I prayed a prayer to Jesus and now I'm, I'm sorted, I'm going to heaven. No, God gives us his word so that we may be trained by it. And the early church devoted themselves to the Bible. They longed to be trained by God's word. Think of, a, of perhaps driving a car. Hey, I hope this is helpful. Some Christians want to be saved, but they leave the Bible in the boot. They call themselves Christians. They maybe come to church, come to CE, but never ever read the Bible for themselves. Other people might leave the Bible in, in the back seat, you know, just so they can they see it from the mirror. Perhaps something bad happens in their life and they need to go to the Bible, maybe find a verse or two to help them. And then they'll put it away again, leave the Bible in, in the back seat. Maybe other Christians might keep the Bible in the passenger seat. Okay, they read it very often. They have different verses um, written out that they can go to and read. But still, they're living life how they please, deciding and, and choosing things for themselves. But what we see about this early church is that they had the Bible in the driving seat. They wanted God to steer them and direct how they lived. They wanted God to teach them and train them and point them to how he called them to live. True Christian, the mark of a true Christian is someone who submits to God's word, is trained by God's word. That's the first mark. So I want to ask you this evening, is God training you in his word? That is why he's given us his word, is to be trained so that we may be mastered by it. A bit like my, my dog, Molly. Even as Christians, we need to be trained and mastered by Scripture. And we see the early church devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching as they bowed and submitted to the authority of God's Word.
If you call yourself a Christian here, well, then you prove it by submitting to the Bible. That's the first point. Let's look at the, the second point, is that true Christians show God's love. They show God's love. One of my favorite movies growing up is Toy Story. Four, well, three incredible films. We don't talk about the, the fourth one so much. But Toy Story is, a, is one of my favorites. And it's an incredible film because it, it details the lives of two toys in particular. Woody and Buzz Lightyear. And I, I hope, I assume, you've all watched Toy Story at some point. I hope so. In the first movie, you'll know that Buzz and Woody, they don't really get on at the start. One's a cowboy and one's a, a space ranger from Star Command. They don't really get on at the start. And yet then throughout the movies, as you'll know, Buzz and Woody actually become the best of friends, the closest of partners. No matter what enemies they faced, like Sid or Prospector or Lotso, Buzz and Lightyear, are, Buzz Lightyear and Woody are partners. What changes for them? How do they go from being inseparable to best friends? Well, they recognize that they have one great thing in common. They both belong to Andy. They both have the name Andy written on their feet. And because they belong to Andy, they're united to one another. And so they love one another, they protect one another because they belong to Andy. And that's the same in a much greater way. That's the same for us as Christians. We belong to Jesus and so we're united to one another. If you look there at verse 44, it says that all who believed were together and had things in common. Being together, it simply means that they were united, one team, partners in the gospel. If one person suffered, everyone suffered. They were gospel partners standing for Jesus. And if you follow Jesus tonight, if you're a Christian, then you are my partner and I am your partner. We love and follow Jesus together, not on our own, but together as God's people, as partners in the gospel. And so we show God's love to one another. So you might think, okay, fair enough. I, I get that idea that, you know, we go to church, we're together, we're not on our own. But how do we show God's love? Well, we talk about the one thing that unites all of us together and that's Jesus. Jesus unites all of us together as his people received by him. We belong to him and so we talk about him. I, I sometimes find it amazing how so many people in, in CE or in SU or in church on a Sunday gather together but they never actually talk about the, the one person who unites them all. So often we don't actually talk to one another about Jesus. And yet that's what we're called to do. That's how we encourage one another. It's how we strengthen each other by talking to one another about Jesus and pointing each other to him. Do you know what happened to 
these men and women in this first century church, many of them, we saw it actually in, in the video there not so long ago, many of these men and women were killed because they followed Jesus. They loved Jesus so much that they willingly died in his name. And that changes so much, doesn't it? That actually they were so convinced that Jesus was worth it that they strengthened each other under pressure. And all these years later, it is still difficult to be a Christian. I'm sure you know that in, in school. Maybe you know that all too well in your family. Maybe at your university. It's hard to be a Christian. Being a Christian is weird to the world out there. It's not normal. It's difficult to be a Christian, and so we need one another as gospel partners. We show God's love because we all, as his people, belong to Jesus. So if we're going to dissect the Christian, we open up a Christian, we see someone who submits to God's word and someone who shows God's love. That's the first two points. Let's have a look at the, the third one together. A true Christian serves in God's name. You'll see there in verse 45, they were this early church were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing them to, to the poor. Serving is not something we like to talk about because it, it costs us greatly. We all want to feel loved. We all want to feel cared for. That, that sounds really good. But we don't want to serve a lot of the time. Uh, at least I don't. But the, the Bible tells us that if you're really a Christian, you will serve people. In fact, if, if you have no interest in serving others, you're probably not a Christian. That's what the, the Bible says. You see that in, in verse 44 and 45. If we really believe in Jesus, if we're really submitting to his word, then we serve one another. And I'm guessing here, as, as young people, we, we don't have much money. Most of us are still living off our parents. I'm still a good few years older than you, and I'm living off my parents far too much, to be honest. But we don't, we don't have much money. But there are ways that we can serve each other. If you're going to go out for coffee, for example, with a friend, why don't you offer to pay for them? It's only a, a couple of pounds for, to buy a coffee. Why don't you go out for, for lunch after class with someone in your, in your school or your, your university? Small ways is not rocket science. There's small ways that we can serve other people. And we serve them because we love Jesus. What about here at CE? There's loads of ways you can serve here, even at CE. Think of the, the cafe out there. Think of serving and, and playing at, here at the front. We can all have voices we can read. You can read scripture. Or you could stack chairs tonight later on. Most of us are capable of stacking some chairs. Why don't we do that? Because we love Jesus. As one of the marks that we truly are God's people. We give of ourselves and we serve others because we belong to Jesus. Do you notice there that that attitude of serving in verse 46? It comes out of a glad and generous heart. 
we love to complain about so much, or at least I do. I love to complain about so many things. But if we love Jesus, then we serve gladly because of what he's done for us. That in his life, in his death, in his resurrection, he's changed us. He's changed our hearts. And so we gladly serve others in his name. If you're going to dissect a Christian, if you're going to open up a Christian, you see someone who submits to God's word, shows God's love, serves in God's name. And we have one final one, as you can hopefully see on the screen. Shares God's message. Shares God's message. Look down at, uh, there uh, on the screen to verse 47. And we see that the Lord added to their number. As the church submits to God's word, as it shows God's love, as it serves in God's name, God adds to their number. It's God who saves people. We got to remember that. We don't save anyone. It is God who saves. He adds to his number the church. And here in this context, in the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people were added to the number. 3,000 people became part of the church. And it started here in Acts, in Israel, and it slowly spreads out of Israel, throughout modern Europe, throughout Asia. And 2,000 years later tonight, as we sit in CE, there are 2.2 billion professing Christians. We saw some of them in the, in the video throughout the world. 2.2 billion who profess faith in Jesus. Because God adds to his number as we proclaim the gospel. We don't save anyone. God saves and he adds to his number. And you know what's really amazing about that? The fact that God saves and we don't. We have no idea who God is going to save next. Absolutely no idea. It could be, it could be your friend in school. It could be your neighbor. It could be your, your goalkeeper in football or hockey. It could be your, your coach. It could be a teacher or a lecturer. It could be your mom or your dad or a family member could be someone here tonight who believes in Jesus and is added to his number. That's such good news. And so if God saves, if we have no idea who God's going to save next, well then why don't we share his message? Why don't we share the gospel? Go out and tell people about Jesus. Tell your friends, your neighbors, your parents, your siblings, Tell people who Jesus is and what he has done. We share the good news. We share God's message and trust that he will add to his number. And some people are going to reject the gospel. I mean, the Bible is very clear about that. Not everyone is going to believe in Jesus, but some will. And we don't know who they are going to be. And we simply come and share God's message. We share his good news. We started off talking about 
and my, my furry little friend in biology di dissecting a rat, opening it up. And if you're going to uh, lay a Christian on the table, and if you're going to dissect them spiritually, what should you find? Someone who submits to God's word, who shows God's love, who serves in God's name, and shares God's message. Have you ever wondered to yourself, am I, am I really a Christian? You know, I, I come to see ye, I go to church, I go to SU, I go to a few other Bible camps during the summer. Am I, am I really a Christian? Well, do you submit to God's word? Do you show God's love? Do you serve in God's name? And do you share God's message? Well, if you do those things, you are a Christian. And if you don't, you're not. So Acts is very clear about. If you don't do these things, then you're not a Christian. These are the marks of someone who's truly following Jesus. Submit, show, serve, and share. Now, we can't do these things in our own strength. That is why we need the help of our Lord by his Spirit, that he changes us over time by his Spirit. But if you're not doing these things, then you aren't a Christian. When you open up a Christian, when you dissect a Christian, you see their heart, this is the proof of whether they follow Jesus or not. I wonder if we opened you up spiritually this evening, what will we find? Are you submitting to God's word? Showing his love? Are you serving in his name? And are you telling other people about Jesus? That's what Acts 2 calls us to do. Let's come now and pray, pray together. Father, your word clearly shows the marks of a true Christian, someone who submits to your word, someone who listens to your word, someone who shows your love, serves people, and shares your gospel message. Father, we pray for each of us here this evening at CE that those marks would be true of our lives, that we would indeed submit to your word, be ruled by it, that we may show your love to one another, that you'd help us to count the cost and serve people in your name and help us to tell people about Jesus as we share this great message. Be with us, Father, as we do that, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>